0: Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. After a week break, I'm back with my friend and co-host and partner, uh, Nevin. And welcome. And how are you today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I hope you missed me. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, (laughs) football podcast. uh, With I uh, I I happened to hear the. A very good uh, discussion with uh, Chiranjit. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to the other podcast as well. So, yeah, w- good, um, uh, good podcast for football.
0: Ap- well, it's not the same without you, my friend. Absolutely not the same. So, I'm glad <laughs> we're was, back. Uh, I was
1: just uh, fishing for the compliment. So, <laughs> <I'm
0: glad that> <laughs> <laughs> They come naturally when I speak to you. So, it's not... A, it's not oh, a, my God. It's not... Uh, <laughs> But also, um, I want to, uh, well, I'll talk about it near the end, but uh, I'm glad you're leading the Blue Army because it's growing thanks to you in India, so it's all, it's uh, all good. But oh I'll God. talk about that in a
1: minute. It's, it's sparking a lot of controversy with a lot of Chelsea fans. are like, oh my God, what are you up to with all this
0: Leicester business? Well, but just say that, you know, it's 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 your new team. It's an, You have to break sometime, you know, you have to come out, as they say. I, and
1: I already have too many controversies regarding football. Can we at least do it with Sport. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, w- w- my yeah. my next one is, uh, maybe this is for off-the-air conversation, but I'm going to put it out there. I need to see some uh, profile <laughs> changes in terms of the shirts. I know you wear, uh, I think there's an IX one at the moment, and I've seen you with a German shirt, but you know what I'm expecting now?
1: Uh, I've got a very nice uh, Japan one as well. So
0: Well, before you wear uh, the Japan one, there is a shirt that you need to keep <laughs> on your profile page, at least yes, in one yes, of your yes, social yes, media paper uh profiles um until the end of the season so um yeah so um, i'm looking forward to that and so are fellow foxes around india and they are (laughs) growing so yeah that 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 that, that's out there in public now so um uh, apart from that hopefully you've had a good
1: i didn't know there was a condition supply to (laughs) the jersey
0: (laughs) no there's no conditions that's just love so um And but like I said, it, it's 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 the right color blue. And
1: Leicester's been playing good football so. Yes. No, no harm in like wearing their jersey.
0: Yeah, and wear it uh, on Tuesday night. It'll be very late for you, but we've got a cup semi-final against Aston Villa. Um, hopefully.
1: I, I skipped. I I watched a little bit of Chelsea, and I was like, oh god, this is so boring, and I can't like. <laughs>
0: Do more of this. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a tough one yesterday in the FA Cup uh, fourth round, away to Hull for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, this is one trophy they can definitely can challenge for. Um, the draw for the fifth round is tomorrow, uh, seven o'clock England time. So we'll see uh, who comes out of the draw. Okay. But funnily enough, um, we're playing your boys next week uh, here at the King mm-hmm. Power. So um, it'll be a good podcast for either yourself or me. Maybe (laughs) uh, we'll see next week. But I'm looking looking forward to that. Um, I think it's on TV. But most of the games, I'm assuming, are covered in India, so you're you're bound to get that one.
1: Chelsea, yeah, yeah, Chelsea too. Definitely
0: gets covered. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, funnily enough, I saw f- uh, a picture of um, in uh, on Twitter uh, these Ma- Real Madrid fans, uh, uh, you know, celebrating Republic Day. By the way, Happy Republic Day to you as well, and to all our listeners. Thank you. Uh, but they were celebrating, and I'm thinking um, this time next year we're going to have a uh, a Foxes uh, picture of a similar kind with you leading it. So <laughs> this is what I'm working uh. towards.
1: You are, uh, you've absolutely got the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) One, you pick a, a fan from another team. And do you expect somebody who is supremely political to be excited about Republic Day in well, 2020?
0: Well, it, 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 it can be on another occasion, but get some uh, Foxes fan together and get a picture on Chennai Beach. I hear it's beautiful. But, I,
1: mean, I can be the one taking the picture.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, we digress, my friend. Uh, but um, yes. the, a, lot, a lot's happened in the past couple of weeks since we last spoke. And um, mm-hmm. obviously you mentioned one of the pods I did was over... Uh, the big merger between Mohan Bagan and ATK, and that's the way I want to refer it to. Um, I've sort of become uh, a little bit cooler because I was just putting myself in a position. If I was a fan of Mohan Bagan, I'd be very, very angry. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, I've cooled down a bit. I spoke to Mm -hmm. a huge uh, Mohan Bagan fan last week, and he was taking it, you know, in a more calmer way. Uh, I've Mm -hmm. not heard your take on this. Um, What do you think of the merger?
1: See, I don't know. That's, that's my take about it. So, as much as I hate the fact that uh, a club with such rich history is probably the oldest football club in Asia and has uh, been around for more than a century, uh, that's something we should like. Always be proud of, regardless of which club you support. Mohan Bhagan, East Bengal, Mohammedan Sporting, all these football clubs are part of our history and it's part of our football culture. It's what we will say when you go to an England and say, hey, we've got uh, football culture ourselves. So for an ISL team to come, uh, you know, merge with the uh, um, uh, Mohan Bagan team, um, I, I was a little skeptical about it. I was a little upset about it. Mm. But I also understand there is uh, there is this element of survival. So do you want this team to be history or do you want them to be competing and uh, challenging for trophies and that way I think considering how uh, ATK has been largely very uh, effective in ISL and uh, how they've uh, somehow got the money to attract from some of the best players in the world so at least who will come to India so nobody expected a Roy Krishna to come here so uh, ATK is also a decent team so I am also very excited what comes of it. So, there is that part of me as well. Oh, what is going to happen when uh, one of the most exciting team in ISL is going to merge with the the biggest team in uh, the I-League? So, interesting times. I am not... See, at the end of the day, it's one less club for Indian footballers to play. So, that's always sad. Hmm. And we are talking about, like, a setup where where... Uh, recently, I just uh, saw a post where everybody is looking at... Uh, some of the exciting talents from the Under-17 World Cup that happened in India. And uh, we, were, we, were, uh, we were thinking that that's going to be the future of the country, right? But uh, a lot of them are not even getting game times. Mm. So the, the idea of another club diminishing and uh, Mohan Bagan diminishing when uh, Nong Damba Naorim is playing so well, uh it, it, it is sad so uh, the the idea of a football club going is uh, sad but hopefully they'll probably put another team in the i league second division or something and we'll have more more football clubs but i think uh if you ha- if i have to pick a feeling between excitement uh, anger uh, confusion i think uh, there is a, a tad bit of excitement also what is mm-hmm. going to happen mm-hmm. with these uh, the two um, Big, heavyweights. I mean, regardless of the fact that ISL is just six season old, uh, ATK are uh, a big side. So uh, it, it's, it's an interesting time. But like, like I said, like uh, Chiranjit is better places talk about it simply because he is uh he's part of the system. He's he's seen it from an insider's point of view. So I can sit here from Kerala and say, oh, this is heritage. This this, this is that. But like. There's also a lot of ground realities that we need to talk about and maybe this was the, the best solution. Let's just hope it is the best solution and let's just hope that um, they can move forward and keep the Mohan Bagan legacy continuing and and that uh, it doesn't have to necessarily look like it's a new club and Mohan Bagan of the old is dead.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you mentioned Chirinjit, and I think he mentioned it was cathartic for him to talk about it so soon, because we spoke a few days after the merger. But I think Mm -hmm. it was cathartic for me as well, because I was, just like yourself, a little bit angry, but I'm on the outside, completely on the outside, living here, Mm -hmm. um, just trying to uh, imagine what it would be like, and there's no way that would be allowed to happen here. But uh, after speaking to him, I am looking a little bit on the positive side, a little bit excited, um, a few <coughs> things give me reason to be excited, I think uh, especially um, when Chirinjit gave us a bit of an insight into, you know, like um, uh, Mr. Goenka is a Bagan fan. His family is Bagan fans. Uh, Sorov I believe, is uh, Saurav Ganguly is a Mohanbagan fan. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm pretty sure once you've followed a club like Bagan, because it's not it's more than a club, you know, that's what they say about Barcelona. Exactly. but It's yeah. an institution <coughs> um, that is more than a football club. Um, I think that will be important to them, and um, and like I say, this merger of two really good clubs, ATK, uh, it seems to be a well-run club looking from the outside, uh, certainly showing in the league table, and the uh, investment they've made (coughs) in players, and um, I'm just hoping that uh, the next positives will be in the summer when uh, they announce that they're keeping the uh, green and maroon, Um, (laughs) hopefully the badge with a slight alteration, because there's bound to be something like that but um yeah. i like um mm-hmm. long as they keep the history i'm pretty sure they will be so i'm i'm, I'm hoping that you know he's a, he's a very good you don't get to be um the chairman of the uh, Goanka group without having um a lot of uh, knowledge and experience and knowing what to do so hopefully it'll yeah. turn out right but i think um it could be very positive for indian football uh, having a club like this with the um in uh, the isl will potential investments like you said they brought in roy Krishna. Mm-hmm. so um it could be you know and with um uh, the city group buying mumbai you know the, and Bengaluru yeah. being such a well run professional club um it, it, i think you've got to look at it that it turns out well um so we'll see how that one pans out i mean on the back of that um there's going to be a, a very interesting summer because everybody will, will be waiting to see what happens also potentially opens up another spot for another i league club to pay their way in, pay the entry fee and come into the ISL as well. Mm-hmm. Correct, um, yeah. So, uh, But on, on the other side, what would you be feeling if you're a East Bengal fan? Where do you go from now?
1: I think uh, East Bengal fans would be a little upset right now. The club is all over the place. They just act another coach and uh, yet another year of uh, a lot of expectations before the season began. But you see it fading and fading. And I think uh, we've discussed this also at, at, about how uh, I think at one point East Bengal uh, was leading the table. Did we did we have that conversation where yeah, and that's when that's when we said uh, that I reminded you that they have never won, actually won the I League. So <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> so it's 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 a lot of there's a lot of anger. I remember going for a match uh, in Salt Lake last year, and I was actually sitting with a lot of these East Bengal fans, and what they were telling me was. Uh, very upsetting. They're just used to uh, a dominant club, a club that like was always amongst the best in the country, and now they have to you know accept the reality that East Bengal is nowhere near uh, the, the top uh, top teams in the country. They've struggled uh, to impress in the I League, despite coming close in like multiple occasions. They've never looked like a dominant side who will, like go and win with like 6. 7. 9 point leads. So. It's just, uh, it's, it, it, I feel sad for the the fans. The Quest uh, merger or the Quest um, uh, sponsorship was supposed to be a big deal. There was a lot of positives around it, but that also faded. Now Quest is backing out. And uh, again, it's another uh, long summer for East Bengal as they uh, look to find that financial stability here there. And <clears throat> I remember getting into a lot of uh, trouble on Twitter which is like a, a weekly exercise for me. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, w- what happened was, uh, East Bengals, now I can't remember, I think CEO had put out a post saying we had a meeting with Barcelona. And people went bonkers thinking, oh, Barcelona's going to tie up, this, that and all. And I remember highlighting saying, that's very odd for a, a football club to be doing this. They had a meeting is what they said, like, there's no reference to what the meeting was, here, there. And was a clear attempt at giving hope to these fans. Because we knew nothing was going to materialize. A lot of these clubs have a lot of meetings. If I have to just pick uh, um, uh, a club like, say, Punjab FC, they have met with a lot of teams. I know Chennai City has met with a lot of teams. I know Kerala Blasters has met with a lot of teams. They don't disclose this unless there is some ground reality to it. And when East Bengal chose to disclose it, in the most oddest manner, and what looked like a picture where uh, it almost looked like uh, he just met. You know, just like a casual meeting and not like an official meeting. Uh, so, you knew that the club was in a, in a state of despair and they were just giving hopes to fans so that they'll just, you know, uh, be a little peaceful and be happy for a while. But uh, one can only hope that there, there is genuine interest apparently by Red Bull, and they are another right. big group and they want to invest in India. So, there's a lot of rumors flying that they are here, there's coming clubs, that there's a lot of talks about um, them looking at uh, good infrastructure, good fan base, and all that to invest. So, maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't want to get, yeah, like, of course. Uh, yeah. give hopes, yeah, often. but maybe if I were Red Bull, I think that's, a, that's an interesting space I would want to invest in. Uh, there is also a problem, there's a lot of politics that's involved with East Bengal, so
0: yes, I found if, out. if I
1: were a Red Bull yeah, if if I were Red Bull I'd be wary of that as well, so it's it's a um, like, um, it's a box of chocolate you really don't know what you get with <laughs> East Bengal, but uh, but let's see, let's see here in Kerala, there's a lot of uh, conversation, a <laughs> lot of hope that they'll come to Kerala Blasters, but Genuinely considering how uh, uh, Red Bull goes about their business, they usually invest in a smaller setup
0: mm-hmm. with mm-hmm.
1: a good academy, and then they want to grow. So mm-hmm. they they want they don't I don't I wouldn't even be surprised if they invest in I League second division and just
0: Build the qualify
1: club. their way through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the because cl- if you start a team next season in I League second division, you can actually qualify your way into ISL. You don't have to buy your way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that so, if, if, it, if we're talking about Red Bull, that, that's the way they're probably likely to go. That's
1: the way they usually, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think uh, just summing up, I think it's it's not a nice time to be an East Bengal fan. I think it's not been a nice time in the last four or five years, but I think right now they've just, the, the reality I think has hit them. They've seen Mohan Bagan also jump into the ISL. So now they probably feel alone and like, um, they're a little clueless, but hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll find a way into the top division.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be sad to lose uh, the Kolkata Derby. I mean, um, there was sixty-four thousand last Sunday, uh, which just yeah. shows you um, for a league game, for any game anywhere in the world, that is an incredible that turnout an incredible and incredible number. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't go East Bengal's way, <coughs> um, <laughs> as you've said, it's not been going their way for a while now. Uh, mm. But um, uh, can you see that that sort of level? Well, not sixty-three thousand, but you know, in the thirties, forties, turning out for Mohanbagan, ATK, ISL games. Uh,
1: maybe against East Bengal if they are going to play in some some uh, some way. Like if East Bengal also qualifies the ISL or whatever. But otherwise, I think uh, I don't see a possibility of sixty-four thousand people coming. But maybe. We'll see. Out of initial excitement, yeah, uh, the the initial matches of the season will have like twenty thousand, thirty thousand, which is also a respectable turnout. But uh, sixty is uh, uh, is going to be a little, uh, little bit of a stretch. Also, because I have a feeling, especially the older folks uh, who support Mohan Bagan, they probably aren't excited about what's happening, so they probably shy away from actually attending the matches. So let's see let's
0: see yeah absolutely and um it'll certainly make for uh interesting <laughs> summer and um isl next year with the uh introduction of this new club which is uh, i was looking i think
1: we can only talk about isl next season in say august or september that's when <laughs> that's when indian football starts developing some sort of clarity in fact i think when we were when we started our podcast also we didn't know when the i league was going to start yeah so <laughs> We we live in a world of uncertainty. And if you want to look at it, look at how the clubs have been just like signing players in January. I know it's January, but like they just terminate contracts. And uh, what is this option to terminate contracts so easily? And do these players actually get paid for uh, the termination? Do you think all these footballers are paid off their entire due and then a new Person is brought in because you see clubs just doing it. The, uh, for example, Iswold announced William Opoko signing, and then put a Facebook post saying, "Oh no, we've decided against it. We are bringing somebody else in." So it's 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 that fickle and uh, uh, yeah. So that's what like, I mean, we we always think about the summer in Indian football and wonder what's going to happen because we nobody has an idea. When you think, when you think about say uh, uh, Chelsea. We know what we are going to expect in summer. We are like, okay, Chelsea is going to sign some players because they have not had a good uh, transfer season or uh, Leicester is going to do this because now they trust uh, Brendan Rodgers. But in Indian football, we have no idea. We just like wait and see.
0: <laughs> <coughs> the, yeah, I mean, I'm getting used to that as well. You know, last-minute <laughs> decisions and nothing pre-planned. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it's something that we spoke about in a pod that... It, uh, <laughs> Earlier today, about yeah. the uh, uh, IWL. Um, but um, talking about any, I mean, the transfer window here is uh, closing on Friday. Um, any that mm-hmm. have stood out for you? Not the ones that didn't happen, but any that you thought, you not know. Not really. I yeah, mean, I was looking.
1: Yeah, it's just been like, I think, uh, uh, I don't know, is there like a international uh, recession that's happening that we are not aware about? Because whatever we see, we are like, Talking about small uh, loan moves and all that. So maybe Holland moving to Dortmund as is, is a big deal. But like, uh, and uh, I think Olmo moved to Leipzig in, in Germany. But like, Germany has got like way more interesting signings than happening than in England. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's been very quiet yeah. here as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, it's a tough window to put, uh, by the sound of it, it's very tough in uh, India as well. Um, but <laughs> just um, moving on to uh, the ISL, and um, we're coming to the um, latter stages of the uh, the league, and um, mm-hmm. it's getting a little bit tight in the top, uh, well, from fourth to sixth. Or s- uh, but I especially wanted your take on what has that changed with genyan Back-to-back wins. Um, I'm telling you, it's a goal in English football. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> the, I think we were all very, so wrong about the coach. But maybe, maybe it's just a mentality as well. People just like, he's just doing things right in terms of, you have somebody called Chante who is the fastest in your team. Why would you not play him in a space where he can run into channel? Similarly... Uh, I think he's he's uh, slightly to peaked where uh, the, the foreign forwards also play, and they just can't stop scoring now on the championship. Yeah. And um, they're just like they're scoring so many goals; it's it's almost ridiculous. And um, Edwin Sydney has moved into the midfield, and so now he is marshaling with uh, Anirudh Tapa. So we always knew. I think here, we all, like Edwin Sydney is one of those uh, players who will. Uh, who will be ready to play a goalkeeper also if you ask him to. He's that kind of committed player. So, wherever you put him, he was going to be very good. So And in Chennai City also, you saw him uh, being used as a defensive midfielder, as a right wing back, as a right back. He's a very versatile player that way. And so, I think uh, uh, ever since uh, our new coach has come in, I think uh, Chennai has been doing The simple things, right. They have not been doing some extraordinary football and there's no some tiki-taka happening, but uh, they're putting in the right crosses. Their forwards are hungry for goals. And if you have 10 shots, very likely that you'll score. And I think uh, football is very simple that way. So sometimes we tend to get really uh, obsessed about the system, about the way they play, about the formations, you're there. At the end of the day, it's about shooting. And if you if you keep striking, I think eventually it was bound to go in. And probably it's a law of averages. They it didn't score so many goals, so uh, <laughs> the, the law of averages just came in and said, "You oh, it's high time you scored a lot of goals now." So good good time to be a Chennai fan. Yeah, contrary. Maybe it's just uh, or maybe it's just me moving to Chennai. You know, <laughs> I brought all the good luck. And, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't
0: have said that because now the Kerala Blasters fans <laughs> will be saying, you know. Why did you leave us? Bring Nevin this back. is all down <laughs> to you. Um, but it has been a hell of a turnaround because, like I said, they were struggling to score, all and uh, you know the team was playing boring football. But now it's uh, the, the total opposite.
1: Like, uh, the thing is, we, we've consistently talked about this, right? We we always thought this team was good.
0: Yeah, well, you we did. We never yeah. said
1: the team was bad. We uh, we discussed this in our preview where we said these uh, Chennai was bound to be the wild horse, and mm-hmm. now they they are turning out to be that way. And and we kept saying that during the a very tough period under John Gregory as well. We just kept saying, hey, it, it seems like there's some bad luck, it's some um, very um, very interesting decision on uh, where these players play. And But otherwise, it was not a bad team. And Owen Coyle is just partly lucky and partly kept football very simple for these players to execute. And it's working out. I think it's very similar to what Ilko is doing. He switched to a 4-4-2 and uh, now his players are not not worried about, you know, creating those uh, small little triangles, playing the ball out of the back. They know, especially the wingers, they know their objective is to just put in those crosses because Messi-Boli or Ogbeche, they have well, well. the physique to bring it down and they'll score goals. So eventually mm-hmm. they'll score and that's what Kerala has been doing. They've, they've been pretty decent. They're not playing... Except, like we said, they're not playing exceptional Tiki Tac or whatever. But whatever was at the end of the day, victory is what matters and uh, Ilko's had a small turnaround with Kerala Blasters. At least within us skeptics also there's just some element of positivity in terms of how he adapted. He's realized this is a team he has and okay four four two is gonna is what I'm gonna play. I'm still not very happy about what he does on Twitter, but that's <laughs> that's his personal life. But uh, generally I think uh, you see the likes of uh, um, Kerala and Chennai reaping benefits from keeping football very simple.
0: Well, it took um, Elko a little bit of while to get to this position because uh, mm-hmm. you know they started off really brightly, but then um, it's had been a poor like a, form a and free fall after that. Yeah, yeah, but with Chennai and since Owen, I think you use two words: lucky and simple. I think that probably sums mm-hmm. up uh, Owen Coyle. Um, but <laughs> um, th- there are only three points of the. Um, playoff positions with a game in mm-hmm. hand Yeah, it'd be an incredible turnaround and incredible latter half of the yeah. season if they got in but fully deserved would you say if they did manage it
1: who who deserves I don't know who deserves in this league have you been really impressed with what FC Goa has been doing of off late well they're I, putting I, in I the really, results they're putting in the results but I'm they're no longer dominating matches they're no longer playing with that uh, I mean see at the end of the day you don't like kerala had more position against fc goa so i i don't understand um, i i don't think that goan camp is all nice there is something affecting them they're not playing to their potential bangalore also has been very on and off right they, they want they'll play and they're very dependent on like uh, a few individuals so the likes of eric patalio having a good match means bangalore is going to win and uh, the win against odisha was obviously good because the odisha themselves were on a three match winning uh, winning run but uh, i think it, it all comes down to the preview of isl where we said this is going to be the most unpredictable isl of them all and uh, that's what you're saying i think uh, when when a, a bangalore is going to travel to a kerala or a chennai i think they've got both these matches pending they wouldn't be traveling with the confidence of saying, oh, we are going to get three points. They will be scared of what these two teams are doing. And it's not due to some extraordinary football, but like the fact that they are having some momentum to build on. So, I I think uh, uh, if Chennai is to get into a a fourth spot, I will say it's deserved. And I will say whoever gets it is deserved. So, maybe an Odisha also deserves it. Jamshedpur had a very good start, but now they are... Like a little off pace, so Jamshedpur. So, who, how how do we say like how, how do we say who deserves it? Some some team had a good start to the season. Some people are ending it really well. So, who makes it makes it. I I don't think uh, uh, there is a question of deserve. I think uh, Chennai has also had a few uh, decisions go against them. So. If they were to make it, I think I'd be a little happy for them.
0: Yeah, I, I will also. Obviously, I want uh, my boys. Uh, they're currently on um, in the fourth position, uh, Odisha. Uh, they've had a, I was really disappointed with that three-nil away loss to Bengaluru, but not yeah. the uh, worst result. Uh, but we've got, got a couple of home games coming up. Big one on Wednesday against Goa. So um, yeah. I think that will see how whether what chances. And I, I,
1: and I think uh, teams are now thinking, "Oh, Bangalore is beatable. Oh, FC Goa is beatable." they no longer have that uh, sense of uh, invincibility they just they, they uh, so i think i want odisha to go there thinking uh, that they're going to win against uh, fc goa and uh, you never know you never know like on a day when jerry and nanda and all of them are in form i think they can give it a, a, a good shot
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it is it is getting to that crucial stage. And um, even yeah. uh, if you look at Northeast with all their games in hand, I know mm-hmm. they've lost Jan, which is a huge loss for them. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty much uh, all to play for for the uh, fourth position. I think the top three yeah, yeah. Th- will probably mm-hmm. get there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a good um, February, uh, tight February uh, f- for the ISL. And it'll be really interesting to see how that pans out. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think if my boys don't get in, simply because of the turnaround and the way they're playing football, I'd, l- I'd like to see Chennai and get there. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see if that works out. My predictions are nowhere near as uh, good as yours, <laughs> so we'll see what that, that might have killed Kera- uh, Chennai's but chances. Like, I don't
1: think I was, at uh, the uh, start of the season, I was predicting Mumbai City to uh, be this good. So <laughs> they've, they've surprised me. So yeah it's not like my predictions are a little. The, the, I think uh, Bangalore and Goa, I think was easy to predict because they were just they just ended last season really well. so but, they, even the super cup and even the the league, it was just between them, right? So
0: but uh, yeah. talking about your predictions and uh, how good they are, um I hope the uh, supporters of uh, Tinam Road Athletic Union Football Club send you a gift because um
1: i swear i think this needs to go out there i don't think anybody except me <laughs> predicted
0: i mean uh, i remember uh, the conversation and they were struggling and you had a lot of faith and uh you stuck your neck out and what a turnaround four back-to-back wins um, third in the table. and uh yeah, they've I already ex- exceeded Unjabhisi. yeah the, <laughs> So this is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tag him on when I uh, release this. That you need to listen <laughs> yeah. now to uh, a person who had a lot of faith in your team. But seriously, I mean, uh, it's been a for a team of that size uh, to get uh, the results they have. Because no matter what league, four back-to-back wins is some achievement.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, of course, of course. Even I wasn't expecting that much. Uh, yeah, I was. Th- I was thinking they'll survive and they'll be like mid-table and all that. I never thought like they'll rise as a. Uh, a competition for the, uh, for the title itself, but again, I League unpredictable. Haven't we been saying this <laughs> for a long time now? So, uh, I, I, again, I think I made the guess, not because I understood how Trao was playing, or uh, I knew their players, and I think I just like, I gave it a, <laughs> gave it a uh, go thinking that I League is unpredictable, so Trao reaching a top place is the normal for an unpredictable league? <laughs> I'm <laughs> so, going to edit that yeah. bit
0: where you said guess because it wasn't a guess. You were very confident, and <laughs> um, you need to be given praise when uh, when you get. Uh, there's such a uh, prediction, right because uh, i i need
1: um, we we're, we're downloading this particular part of it and i'm sending it to my boss maybe he'll <laughs> give me a raise for this one. <laughs> well but if it, if yeah. he
0: doesn't the supporters of uh, troun certainly need to ah, appreciate yes. your faith in them and uh hopefully Probably
1: take me for a match in Imphal. i would really like to see the next uh, derby so the one first one i missed out uh-huh. uh, neroka versus trou so there's another one that's happening soon right so well trial, trial friends,
0: the management of trial you've heard it here it might be um, yes. too much for me but definitely get my friend <laughs> uh uh, Nevin uh, to that game uh, because uh, yes, he believed in you, and uh, you're not letting him down. Uh, we're recording this podcast on uh, Sunday, the 26th, and there's been some breaking news that um, we've talked about Trow, but um, of their manager being sacked. There's a lot of uh, stuff going on social media, um, but we w- we, yeah. we won't mention anything because it's like social media. We don't know what's happened, but um, unusual um, for the manager to be sacked after the past few games
1: absolutely and i think throughout the has given some hints of uh, uh, match fixing or uh, anything of that sort so um, i this is one field i don't really understand so much uh about match fixing so as a coach you obviously have a lot of leverage and uh, you can obviously um, make your team fail but if you're if you're <laughs> if winning it is yeah, if you're winning and then you're fixing, I don't understand how it works. But I'm hoping the there's some more clarity that that comes out. And, and it, in, it's, betting is not technically legal in India. You can bet in uh, in websites that have uh, their uh, headquarters in outside India. So right. we can all use our bet365 here. Yeah, but
0: right, yeah, it's a, well. Hopefully, it won't affect because you know we you, we've been talking about how well the team's doing. Um, hopefully, it won't affect their season. Uh, like I said, it's still early stages in the I League, so hopefully, um, Troo will come out with some sort of uh, inf- more information.
1: I, 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 have you heard of this club called uh, Royal Wahindo? No, they were also a club based out of Northeast, and um, they 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 reached third, if I remember right, uh, in their one and only outing in the I League. So uh, somehow I get the, uh, the the same vibes with Rao, and I hope Rao is a bigger club and they continue to play uh, uh, in the in the uh, I League even after the season. But uh, the Royal Bengal was a super team, and they they reached uh, they they finished third in a in a time where I think uh, the the likes of uh, East Bengal and Mohan Bagan, all of them were like India's best clubs. So. Um, hopefully Trow also can like do something similar I'm not saying go and do an eyes all. I think it's, it's it's very difficult but uh, on a debut season to come third itself will be a massive achievement
0: oh yeah absolutely um yeah I was just looking at that club but uh, is that club completely disappeared um
1: they they, sh- they didn't technically shut down they they were saying they'll be uh, operational in a in a smaller setup like an academy and all that but that's equivalent to shutting up in uh, uh, in india so mm. well uh, yeah
0: hopefully that won't happen to Trump because i'm beginning it, to
1: like they, there there was a very interesting article by this espn journalist called sharda ugra on uh, on royal bangalore i remember reading it it was one of the most uh, insightful piece on what happened to the club So maybe I can share it with you and you can share it with your audience.
0: Please, yes, absolutely. That'd be um, really good. Um, It's something that I've not heard of. uh, But um, Mm -hmm. sounds, well, let's hope for... Good, inf- good news to come out of um, trial this week because uh, the club deserves it certainly in the way they're performing at the moment um, very quickly I think uh, before we um, uh, last time we spoke we did talk about Chennai City in the AFC uh, qualifiers mm-hmm. they lost 1-0 to the Bahrainis which wasn't a surprise but a good performance I know they now move on to the AFC cup
1: but yeah. um, I, I didn't see them as to comment on it so but like any a one-nil loss in NAFC um, qualifier is usually considered okay in India.
0: Mm.
1: Like that's the if you're losing at least let's let's just lose in like a small margin. So of course there will be a lot of people saying Chennai City shouldn't have gone. There are better teams in India, whatever. But like uh, I think Minerva lost four or five nil to Saipa. So yeah in a way it's a it's a little improvement from what happened last year
0: exactly that's what uh, I'm de- yeah. and mm-hmm. considering where they are thought um a good performance unlucky to lose one yeah. nil but no disgrace by any means um not at all yeah. uh, we we've talked a uh, a lot um uh, about various um football that's going on now. But Mm -hmm. I want to end this podcast by, um, and this is something I've shared on the Twitter page, but uh, an absolutely brilliant article on um, the Hindu Muslim Christian Football Club. Um, What a story. How did you find, and I I wanted to save it for the last because what a fantastic story. What a, you know, cheer you up sort of story. How did you come across this, um, you know, club and where did the story come from?
1: So, it it sort of, uh, I had a conversation with uh, a very, very senior journalist. He is, uh, I think, 86 now. So, uh, we were having a small conversation. I mean, he is a part owner of Kovalam FC, that's a football club based in Kerala. So, I've, uh, like, when I was freelancing, I used to go there occasionally, help them out in a a few things, and also in a conversation. Uh, he was telling about how there was a club from Kerala uh, where uh, they didn't really... So, the coach didn't really know about football. But they were still massively successful. Like, they were saying that... They, it's, it's not like they received any formal training or anything. Mm. But they still made a football club and they were a very successful football club. So, it's basically saying that it's not like you take a... Uh, a lot of licenses and that's how you become a great coach I mean it, you you can have very little understanding and I think very similar to that story I did in uh, Gujarat about those Spartan girls where mm. the guy who sparked off that uh, that revolution didn't know anything about football he just got a football one day and he started uh, he just uh, read up on what to do with the ball and that's how they just started for playing football and look at where they are today so so I mean he was just telling this to inspire the kids playing in i and saying that even with our uh, limited resources, and uh, we can still achieve a lot. So, but uh, somehow I remembered that name because it's a very catchy name, right, for a football club, Hindu, Muslim Christian club.
0: He's not so one you're saying, gonna forget,
1: why, yeah. Yeah. So I was saying, why on earth would they have such a a bizarre name for a football club? And then I, it was there in the back of my mind. I didn't like actively pursue it. And then I uh, called, uh, so this comes under Kotaeam district in uh, Kerala. So I called the district federation uh, associations uh, in charge of the district. And uh, he spoke to me for a while. He said there, nobody from the team is alive anymore, but like you will get like somebody's son or grandson and uh, things like that. But I, I feel that that didn't really add value to the story uh because uh i wanted somebody who has spoken to somebody directly with the club and mm. uh uh got something and i would just um i would keep bugging this person in uh, Kotem fa so much that he is now i think blocked me <laughs> <laughs> so, in a nice uh, way no <laughs> he 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 will he, not block me but he will yeah. just keep ringing he will stop yeah. taking my calls <laughs> uh but uh, then i heard about this football historian and uh, there was a odd chance that he would have spoken to uh the the original club owner and i called him up and he said yeah he has spoken once and he had like documented a few stuff so i went to him met him we discussed and yeah that and then whatever little information we could find in like local libraries and just matched with what is happening in Kerala history at that time. And yeah, that's the story.
0: It's an incredible story uh, of a little club with no footballing background, uh, playing, uh, p- producing a lot of See, good the players. Th-
1: the thing the thing is, we don't know. Whatever record information we have is also oral history. Right. So so the descriptions you have of these players are like, so the defender, uh, Madhavan Nair. So apparently he's described as nobody could... Hmm. dribble past him, so it's like some sort of a hero description, okay like like in fact, we still do it for like van Dyke, but <laughs> <laughs> essentially uh, it, it was like a uh, what do you say it, it's like a mythical figure hmm. like did did mother actually exist you you would wonder if if you look at the records because it it's just just uh, you know beautiful, beautifully written about how he's like the best, and um, similarly about another forward who was unstoppable and apparently the best in South India and all that. But my biggest challenge for me was finding out how football reached Kotem. because I knew about the story of Malabar. Right. And how the British army, uh, when they were doing having the Anglo-Mysore wars to fight Tipu Sultan and Hyderabad, they had a base in like Mal- Malabar region. And they are a huge base, huge army base, and they would play football. And... Uh, people would see this bizarre game and they picked it up and so that's that's the story of football in Malabar. I wanted to know how football reached this part of the, and then I found a little bit of uh, history in uh, football in Trivandrum and how a lot of these missionary schools are the first to sort of uh, kickstart football there and then it became widely popular because it just a, uh, the Malayalis just loved it from the uh, word go so. And when you say Malayalis, you're talking about the Travancore Kingdom. So there's a lot of Tamil Nadu involved as well. Right. Okay. So the, the 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 idea of a Kerala or a Tamil Nadu didn't exist back then. So all oh, right. Uh, the, yeah. So the likes of uh, Kanyakumari, uh, Dindigal, a lot of these places also came under this kingdom. Okay. So yeah. And these are places you wouldn't expect football to be there. And so when you keep telling no, I mean we keep telling this. I mean we keep getting surprised when we see football in Tamil Nadu. But the truth is, it's been always there. Uh, I don't want to... It's just... I mean, it's probably not a very interesting conversation for a lot of people, but it is is in—it is really con- connected to caste. And the dominant caste in Tamil Nadu, the Brahmins sort of took up cricket and that's one who got like uh, the popularity and also the cricket itself growing. And so the, the Tamil Nadu cricket stars grabbed the limelight when it was a very... The lowest strata was the one playing football, so you never got to see so many stories about like footballers from uh, Tamil Nadu. I like, have done a story about the the, the person to score the last goal for India in Olympics. Uh, you know, Mr. Simon Sundaraj, he came from Tanjore, that's in Tamil Nadu. So it's not a it's not a Bengali, it's not a Malayali, it's not a Goan, who uh, not, not somebody from the northeast who scored that. It was actually a Tamilian who scored the last goal for India in the Olympics. So. There's a lot of football culture in Tamil Nadu that a lot of people are not aware of. But so the story opened up a lot of other possibilities for me. Hopefully I can like pursue some other interesting stories as well.
0: Well, if, if, if it's anything like the article i found it i've got so many questions for you and i'm going to bore you to death you're probably going to block me like uh, the gentleman at the uh Kothium football football association uh, but it's a it's a really insightful and something you know like you said that you don't associate and i was looking at kothiyam and it's not on the coast it's in the middle somewhere of um, kerala so you wonder how did football get to that part? But um, exactly, y- y- there, there, there's a. I'm putting out that we expect a book uh, on this because there's a fantastic, <laughs> insightful story. Just one last question. I've got a lot of questions for you, but does the club still? I'm assuming it's not um, alive and well at the moment. It's not playing.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's defunct now. It's so a lot of uh, mixed stories about when the club actually died, but. Uh, I did find a, a small paper article which said 2005 but nobody that, so I mean it must have gone under the banner of HMC but the real club sort of died by the 60s mm. uh, but uh, I think mm. offshoots of it a lot of people still called it the HMC so clubs from Kortem just kept kept the name. Right. There's, in fact there is some other HMC club based out sort of Kory uh, code. so right. that's called HMC something Right, there's Hindu, Muslim, Christian, and something football club. Okay. So, so a lot of these uh, offshoots by people who got probably inspired by the main team.
0: Okay. Right. So the, the thing is, there's
1: no documented work, which this, is a huge history. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and we can all sit here, and I'm sure even my article there might be a couple of mistakes, factual mistakes, because there's no way I could cross check. Mm. And ideally, I would not have written the story also because I I feel my research isn't complete. But I talked to my editor and the editor said, like, you, the last thing you can do is, like, go read gasseted uh, reports from in those era. So, like, actually go travel to a library in Tiruvendupuram and dig out reports in that era, like, from 45 to, say, 60. Find out because there's no way you can do a control F and... Yeah. Uh, find out if there's a Hindu-Muslim, uh, Christian <laughs> club that's been mentioned. You have to like yeah. literally read, read through these books. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it's just l- didn't have the the, the time. That's a lot of investment. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: exactly. but a fair play to you. A fantastic article. I really enjoyed it, and that's why I put it out there. And I wanted it to end on a really happy Thank and you. positive note. And uh, um, it just gives you an idea of. W- i think you'll probably agree that this is like uh, you know uh, the needle there, there's a lot of stories just like this in the haystack and, a a a lot lot of, yeah, and yeah. you've got to find it and but you found one and fair play yeah. to you and uh, hopefully somebody will read this and say yeah yeah i'll remember this and they'll come contact you you never know what it might lead to but <laughs> no fantastic article and um, please um carry on doing this fantastic work that you're doing um Thank you so but much. as always um yeah. Nevin, time flies when i speak to you i love uh <laughs> These, uh, yeah, for course, me,
1: like I was just looking outside and realized when we started talking was just the daylight here, but this complete darkness. No?
0: I I apologize, uh, but um, no, 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 I'm looking. I, I look forward to my Sunday. Oh, I
1: started cycling, by the way. I, I'm like into bikes now. I bought like a good bike and just thought I'd start like cycling a little bit. So, well, it, I, I've got like <laughs> a well a new then, interest in like
0: well next season when on the new leicester city shirt comes out they'll be expecting a different size request so on the back of this new exercise regime
1: hey <laughs> that that uh, jersey is huge for me by the way i i realized that indian uh double XL is very different from say an english double XL because i i buy double XL in india and everything is just perfect fit but this well, is a little huge for me. I, I did I like i like loose clothes so I did ask so it's you. Absolutely fine for me. I don't know if you remember our conversation, but I did. Yeah, you did. You did. Double you were check. Surprised. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, no. But, um,
1: yeah, I always wear one size extra. Right. That's me anyway. So. Okay. So I'll yeah, be. Uh, it's, it's perfectly fine. When
0: the new shirt comes out in the summer, I'll be sending you a medium. So that's fine, um, because with the new uh, exercise regime. But keep on. Uh, having the shamas and the chicken biryanis because um <laughs> yeah yeah made, uh.
1: so he, so the cycling is only to complement it so that <laughs> i don't grow larger
0: <laughs> well um i'm sure there's no chance of that in chennai with the hot steaming weather you're in a sauna pretty much every day but uh, um thank you again uh, nevin pleasure speaking to you you made my sunday as my usual friend. and uh, have a brilliant evening back home take care my friend
1: take care yeah bye